My name is Coach Michael Bird. And before I get started, there is one very important question I have to ask you. I need you to lean in just a little bit closer to me. I need you to keep those lights up for just a minute because I got to know one important thing before I get started. Real important thing. Did you brush your teeth this morning? I am never going to be able to brush my teeth again without thinking about you, Bradley. Guys, my name's Coach Bird, and I have some simple beliefs I want to share with you today as we go inside the mind of a monster producer. I believe a couple things, and I want to see if you believe the same things I do. Number one, I believe everybody needs a good coach in life. How many of y'all believe that? I believe you can't see the picture when you're inside the frame. I believe those that have a coach earn three and four times the amount of money than those that don't. And I believe in attracting business versus chasing it. Are we in agreement before we get started? Now, people ask me all the time, when did I meet Grant Cardone? How did I get to know Grant Cardone? And I remember walking through an airport in Chicago, and I see in the airport 10X, 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 and I'm thinking, I like this. How many of you believe people do business with other people that believe the same things they do? The minute, the minute I saw 10X, I was attracted to it. Is your concept strong enough to attract people the second people see it? And I remember going over to the bookstore as I'm walking through that airport and I'm opening that book, 10X, and I open the back cover to see who this guy is, Grant Cardone. Who is this guy? And the first thing I think of is when I look at that picture of him, I'm thinking, dang, he's got some good hair, man. Dang, he's got some good hair. And I'm thinking at this conference, if I had Cardone's hair and Bradley's looks and, and Ed Milet's muscles and, and Tim Story's spirit and Tim Grover's relentless approach, that's what you should be taking from each one of these people, yes or no? Each one of these people, you should take a piece of what they've been giving you and take it home with you because you're seeing world-class people. So I want to take you inside the mind, and I want you thinking throughout this presentation about what 10X moments you've had. Many of you know I spent a decade of my life as a head women's basketball coach at the second largest high school in Tennessee, but, but that started really at 15 years old because at 15 years old, I grew up in a small town in Tennessee. This arena is four times the size of my hometown. And I still remember at 15 years old, something very important happened to me because in that small town, I still remember what we did. The most exciting thing we did at 15 was the whole town got together to watch them build a Hardee's. It was a real exciting time. You know what I'm saying? But at 15 years old, a little league baseball coach picked up the phone and he called me and he said, would you like to help me coach a junior pro basketball team? Now, when another person of authority sees something in you and they affirm and validate that in you, you need to say one thing, yes, I'm in. You don't need to ask any questions. You don't need to ask what's in it for you. Yes, I'm in. So I said yes to that. I'm 15 years old, and I go down to local junior pro basketball, and I'm coaching 9- to 12-year-old kids. I'm 15. I'm coaching 9- to 12-year-old kids. And I knew at that moment that this is what I'm supposed to do for my life. Because when you're thinking about this concept, 
Here's what I want you to know. And Tim's story gave this to me on my podcast. He said, there's three phases that you got to understand. First, you got to have big revelation. Revelation is this unknown fact delivered to you in a very dramatic way. You have revelation, big aha moment. If you don't have this revelation, this is important. If you don't have this revelation, then you don't have the second part of this equation. You don't have conviction. And when you don't have conviction, you're not going to take the amount of action you need to take to be successful. When you take your concept to the world, there's going to be objection. So I want you to write this down. Objection is one thing, opposition of thought. It's just opposition of thought. When you do something big in the world, is there going to be opposition of thought, yes or no? If you don't have that second part that Tim's story talks about, that conviction, you will not be able to overcome that opposition because you'll just roll over. So at 15 years old, I have revelation. This is what I'm supposed to do for the rest of my life. I'm supposed to coach people for the rest of my life. I'm supposed to take lower-level resources to higher levels of productivity for the rest of my life. At 15, I know this. And I look like a little Pat Riley coaching junior pro basketball. And I got this deep passion and conviction. Passion defined in the dictionary is this irresistible belief for motive or action. It's what drives your engine. It's what rows your boat, right? I was so passionate about coaching that I got ejected from a junior pro basketball game. Three technical fouls and I got a standing ovation on my way out. Not because they liked me, but because they didn't like me. And I'm coaching this team and I know this is it. Look at I had the revelation. This is what you're supposed to do. How many people have had this revelation about their life? It's because a lot of people say, I don't know, coach, what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't I haven't figured this out yet. Revelation, conviction, take action. So at 18 years old, I go back to my small elementary school, and this is where I really started to understand something. I really started to understand the sales game. And I'm going to show you what I mean right here. When I'm talking about the sales games, how many of you people believe that it takes 7 to 15 touches 80% of the time to convert a prospect to a buyer? And if you're not going 7 to 15 touches 80% of the time, then in my opinion, you're not in the game. You don't have the conviction. You haven't had the revelation. You're not taking enough action. So I go back to my small elementary school and I walk into the principal's office to make my first sales job. I said, I would like to be the head boys basketball coach of this school. And what did he tell me? I'm 18 years old. What's his objection? You're only 18 years old. How in the world could we make you the head boys coach of this team? I go back on day two. I go back on day three. I go back 14 straight days. On the 14th day, here's what he says. Kid, you got the job. And you know why? Because nobody else wants it. He said, we're going to stick an adult with you. We're going to let you coach this team. So I'm coaching this team. I'm coaching this team. Now, here's what I want you to remember. Every day with your current client is an interview for your next client. Do you believe that? Every day with your current customer is an interview for your next customer. Most statistics tell us that it takes 7 to 15 touches 80% of the time to convert them. But most statistics tell us once you've got the business, it should be worth 5.7 referrals. 
So now we've already found two problems. If you're not going 7 to 15 touches to get them, and you're not extracting 5.7 referrals from the transaction, you're losing a lot of money. So I'm coaching that team as if I'm in the NBA. I'm, I'm, I'm building my own office. I'm coaching the team. And in the very first year, we won a state championship. And the principal came to me at the end of the year, and he said this. He said, son, you've done such a good job coaching this year. We think we would like to pay you. I said, how much are you going to pay me? He said, $199.50 for the entire year. Now, I was just excited to get paid, right? But every day at my current job is an interview for what? Because here comes my first 10X moment. I get a phone call at 19 years old from the second largest high school in Tennessee, and he said, we've heard about you. What's that called? That is a referral. Great. What did you hear? We heard you're this young little whippersnapper that can flat out coach. Will you come down to this school and be one of our assistant coach? Now, the 19-year-old in me asked one of the dumbest questions you could ever ask. What do you think a 19-year-old would ask? First question. How much are you going to pay me? And I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say these words actually came out of my mouth. After all, I'm already making $199.50. You may not even be able to afford me. First thing he says, he laughs and he says, kid, we're going to pay you $2,000. And I'm like, $2,000? Man, I will be there tonight, right? Is that a 10X moment, yes or no? first 10x moment. So so now I'm coaching this team at 19 years old, and here's what I'm starting to figure out. Because here's one thing a lot of people make a mistake. If you're going to go inside the mind of a monster producer, the first thing I would tell you is go for the mentor over the money first. Would you agree? Go for the mentor over the money. Too many people ask. See, I I didn't know. What I should have been saying is let me go for the mentor. Because when you go for the mentor over the money, You learn the hard skills you need to leverage those hard skills to the next decade, to leverage those hard skills to the next thing. So the first step for many people is just get in the game because on the other side of your fear and anxiety, on the other side of short-term pleasure is a deeper intimacy with your own potential. You've got to become more interested in mastery than you are in cotton candy. Cotton candy tastes good for a second, but then it goes away. I guarantee you every speaker that's been on this stage believes the same thing I do, which is long obedience in the same direction. They believe in mastery versus short term. They are willing to subordinate what they want in the short term for what they want in the long term. They are, they, that's what discipline is. So when you're thinking about this and you're pushing it, here's what you have to understand. So now I'm leveraging. I'm leveraging. I'm le- leveraging my skills that I'm learning into bigger opportunities, and I'm 10 timesing. So for you, you got to know this, behind every great number one is a great number two. So as an assistant coach at this high school, I'm I'm like, whatever he needs, I'll do it. I never leave before the head coach leaves. He stays to 8 o'clock, I stay to 8.15. He stays till 9 o'clock, I stay to 9.15. I get his bags, I carry his water, I babysit his kids, whatever he needs, because I start to create a dominant focus. And I want you to remember this. A dominant focus is a single tangible outcome you would like to drive in a 12-month cycle as measured in 30-day windows. 
And you know what my dominant focus became? To become the head coach. Now, I want you to look at this slide. When you're thinking about this, here's what I want you to look at. Every person in this room is at A. A is your current state. B is where you would like to go to. If your desire to stay the same is greater than your desire to move to B, you do nothing. You do nothing. You complain, you gripe, you make excuses. And there's a term I want you to remember. That term is prey drive. Very popular in animals. Prey drive is the instinctive inclination of a carnivore to find, pursue, and capture prey. How many of you think you need it to be a 10X person? Do you think we can activate it? Tim Grover's sitting over here. I guarantee he can activate prey drive, can't you, Tim? All of the greats have prey drive, instinctive, to, the instinctive ability to opti- optically see it, to want it, to go get it. And my desire to go get it is greater than my desire to stay where I am. And until you have that, you're not moving. You'll constantly make excuses for where you are, which is just a self-proclaimed opt-out clause. So 21, 22 years old, I'm an assistant coach, but I want to be the head coach. My head coach retires, and he says this, I will not retire unless one guy replaces me, which is this guy right here. And so I get this big job at 22 years old coaching the second largest high school in Tennessee. Now, I'm coaching this team, and mamas and daddies will drop their daughters off to me, and they all said the same thing. They drop their 14-year-old daughter off to me. They say, Coach, my daughter has a lot of what? Potential. Every now and then they said issues, and they were right about that. (laughs) But they would say, my daughter has a lot of potential. She just needs something. What do you think they said she needed? What? To brush her teeth? Yeah, that's exactly right. What, what What do you think they said? Direction, guidance, focus, structure, discipline. All she needs is a good coach. Now, let me ask you this. Then I would look at the mom and dad, and I said, have you ever explained to your daughter what potential is? Potential is just the idea of kinetic energy that is stored until utilized. This idea of embryonic growth that we'll be better today than we were yesterday. We'll be better tomorrow than we are today. That we will never stop getting better. And then I would ask a very hard question that they didn't want to hear. I said, I need to ask you a question that you're not going to like. And they would say, what is it, coach? And I would say, is your daughter watching you reach your potential? And they would go, ooh, coach. I didn't know you were going to ask me that. Is it not hypocritical for us to tell our kids they have potential when they're not seeing mom and daddy reach theirs? Is it not hypocritical for me to tell my five-year-old daughter, you have potential, you can become greater, you can become this, when she don't see her dad get up every morning and go get it and go push for it. You see, every night with my daughter, we sit down, and let me tell you what we do. She's five years old. We sit down and we map out our day for the next day. And we use a planner, a planner I created. So we sit down and we use this monster producer planner, and I say, sweetheart, go get your notebook. We're going to map out our goals for tomorrow. She's five years old. Wouldn't it be great to be my kid? She goes and gets her notebook, and I said, I need three or four goals out of you for tomorrow. What are your goals? She said, hey, to be obedient, good. To listen to mom and daddy, good. 
Okay, to be a good helper, good. What's your fourth goal? To be able to watch strawberry shortcake, good. Are those goals, yes or no? I'm sitting down with her every night and we're mapping out our next day. And here's what I love about kids, they're honest. My wife and I pick my daughter up at school and we ask her, were you a good girl? Did you, were you obedient? Were you a good helper? Did you listen? Can you watch strawberry shortcake tonight? Kids are so honest. You know what she'll say? Nope. You ask a salesperson, did you prospect two hours a day? Did you work the hit list? Did you work the farm club? Did you go seven touches? You know what they say? Oh, yeah. They lie, don't they? So 25 years old, I'm starting to win games because here's what I was doing. It's very important if you're a leader. Every player that played for me learned the seven habits of highly effective people. They learned the principles of good to great. They learned the five dysfunctions of teams. They learn the five disciplines of a learning organization. Would you have an advantage in life if you learn those things at 14 years old? Yes or no? So my players are coming in, and so here's what happens. People were asking me, Coach, what are you doing with those kids? How are you winning so many games? And I explained to them. But I finally said, look, I don't have time to explain it because i got to win championships. What I'm going to do is I'm going to write a book. And I wrote my first book at 25. Now, this is important because this is a 10X moment. Every person in this room should write their own book, yes or no? If, if life is worth living, it is worth writing down, even if you don't sell it to anybody but your own kids, because your kids need to know. So, so I write this book at 25, and big companies begin to call me, and they all wanted me to speak to their people. And here's what they said, Coach, we got a lot of good people, and they got a lot of what? No, issues. Y'all got to pay attention. Coach, we got a lot of good people, and they got a lot of potential. They just need something. What do you think they said they needed? Discipline, structure, focus, guidance. All they need is a good coach. That's all they need. So I went in and started coaching those people, and Dell Computers brings me in to speak to their small business division. Now, this is a 10X moment because there's two things that are going on in my life. I want a 10X moment because I'm going to be a 10X monster. I want a 10X moment because I'm going to be a 10X monster. Monster being a legendary creature that combines multiple skills to dominate a market. So I'm studying one guy. This is what Grant Cardone will tell you. Don't study 20 people. Study one person. And go deep with that one person. Deep. My guy at that time was Dr. Stephen Covey. From 18 to 25, I'm studying one person. I'm reading everything. I'm absorbing everything. I'm digging in everything. And let me tell you what Covey taught me, because this is my first hard skill. Now, every person you have seen on this stage has a hard skill. They can fix something. They can solve a problem. They can add immediate value to something. They can bring some type of energy to an equation. Without this initial hard skill, you're never going to get paid at the highest levels. I ask people all the time, what's your hard skill? Money changes hands when problems are solved. What problem are you going to solve for me with your skill? The bigger the problem, the more money people will pay to solve it. But you first got to have a hard skill. Well, my first hard skill was understanding this principle right here, is that people are made up of four parts, a body, a mind, a heart, and a spirit. 
Each of these four parts produce four different needs, four different dimensions, four different capacities, four different intelligences. The body's need is to live. The heart's need is to love. The mind's need is to learn. The spirit's need is to connect to higher power. When all four parts of a person's nature is being fed, they operate at the highest level. What good, is it, what good is it to have knowledge with no desire? What good is it to have desire with no skill? What good is it to have knowledge and skill with no confidence? See, you need all four parts. So when I learned this hard skill, what I really was learning was how to inner engineer a person to win. Because we can't mention the word potential without talking about the whole person. Can you agree? How effective are you when you have a broken heart? How effective are you when you have a broken spirit? So all four parts of our nature have to be clicking. So I go down to Dell Computers, and I'm speaking on them on how to win at the highest level. And I get finished. I'm 25 years old. I'm still a high school basketball coach. And I get finished, and they say, man, we really enjoyed this. Will you come back? And I'm like, no, no, thank you. Thank you for buying my book, but I love coaching kids. But I got to go back to this. They said, will you come back? I said, no, man, I, I appreciate the offer, but I'm not interested. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying coaching kids. And they said, okay, here's your paycheck for speaking to our division. And I said, you, you going to pay me to speak to your division? They said, yeah, man, this is Dell Computers. This is one of the biggest companies in the world. And I opened up that paycheck, and it was more in an hour than I made in a whole month. You know what I said then? Man, I'll be back every 15 minutes. You need me to come back and motivate the night crew? I'm in. I'm in, baby. Now, this is critical because, see, some of you are trying to figure this out. Right, Hank? Some of these people in this room are trying to figure this out, just like I was. I want to ask it to you as clear as I can ask it to you. Who would write you the largest check for your hard skill set? Let me ask it another way. What is the largest check you have ever cashed? And where did you get it? And why haven't you gone back there to get some more? See, the fundamental relationship is between your hard skill and my problem. Your hard skill solves my problem. The bigger the problem, the more money people will pay to solve it. And until you know this first hard skill, you don't know this. Many of you have hard skills that, that you don't even understand you could transfer over to something else. Because I would talk to other teachers at my high school, and I would say, you're going to do this, uh, you know, you enjoy teaching? Here's what they'd say. Teaching would be great if it wasn't for all these kids. I'd be like, well, why did you get into teaching, man? You should have got into teaching because you love kids. Here's what they would tell me. I get nights off. I get weekends off. And I'd say, how long are you going to stick this out? You know what they would tell me? Ah, probably 30 years. I'm like, you're going to do this for 30 years, and that is your answer? Listen, here's the deal. You have a hard skill. It is transferable. That's what I learned at 25. So that's a 10x moment. Say it with me. That's a 10x moment. 10x. Because I'm a 10x person and I'm going to be a 10x monster. You understand what I'm saying? This is a 10x moment. How many of you have had a moment like this already? 
it's a 10x moment, baby. Now I know this. I can take what I've been doing for 10 years, which is coaching people, over to this arena, and they will pay me 10 times the amount of money over here than I was over here. But I hadn't won a championship yet. And I said, I'm not leaving this place until I win a championship because that's why they hired me. So what I started to do is I started to push toward winning a championship, turning a culture around. Finally, at 30 years old, I win the championship that I set out to win. Now I say this. Now I need to go do something bigger. Some of you are staying in something too long. You're being called to do something bigger. You're supposed to be doing something bigger. You need to quit talking about your local market and start talking about planet Earth. You need to quit talking about this right here. And it's Grant that taught me this. You need to quit thinking like here. Start thinking like here. So, so here's what I did. I walked in and I retired at 31 years old from that career. Now I'm going to build a coaching business. I'm going to go out and coach adults because do, good, do, do adults need coaching too, yes or no? Everybody needs a good coach in life. Not just some people. Not just kids, everybody, left to our own devices, we will always contract and retreat. When we're low on confidence, we always go back to old habits in new ways. Left to our own devices, we contract and retreat. With a good coach, we push, we stretch. Now, when you're thinking about this, I want you to think about your decade number one. Start thinking in terms of decades. Every study in the world shows us that the great people had how many hours of practice before they mastered something? 10,000 hours. That is 10 years. Long obedience, same direction. Their be is so strong, you cannot be pulled away from it. It is so strong you cannot be distracted. It is so strong that you do not lose focus on where you're going. That's what you got to know. So then I take everything I learned in decade one. For me, it was 15 years old to 25 years old. And then 20 to 30, and I say, I'm going to leverage this into something bigger. I'm going to go out and I'm going to coach adults and I'm going to build a coaching program. And I'm driving down the road one day with one of my employees, and I ask him this question. You should ask your people this question. What do you think we do? what do you think we do around here? And he said, Coach Bird, do you want to know the truth? I said, absolutely. He said, man, I think you are a freaking monster. And we produce other monster producers. And he said, I found a definition in the dictionary that said this, a monster producer is a legendary creature that combines multiple skills to dominate a market. How many monsters do I have in the room? Yeah. Matter of fact, I brought 50 of my own monster producers with me right over here. These people are not interested in being in the ball game. They are interested in dominating the game. They dominate the game. So, so I go, look, I got it. We're going to build a coaching program called Monster Producer. We're going to produce some freaking monsters. And so I start building this. Now I'm starting coaching people in this monsters. Here's what I figured out. When you wake up every day and you have a hit list, a list of people you can help with your services. You can fish for bluegills or you can fish for blue marlins. Bluegills are little bitty fish. Blue marlins, big fish. And I'm only looking for a certain type of person. 
How fast do you think I know if I have that person? I tell people within 15 seconds. Would you rather know in 15 seconds or chase someone for 15 months? I want you to think about this. When I lead with what I believe, I look right in your eyes and I see if you believe it too. And if you do, we keep going. And if we don't, nice to meet you. Because here's the deal, 7.5 billion people, selling is just partnering with other people that believe the same things you do. Every, every problem you've got right now, every client you don't like, every person that you don't want are, are doing business with and it's a bad situation, you know what the problem is? Y'all don't believe the same things. People do business with other people that believe the same things they do. And so I go out and I'm looking for a person and I'm trying to figure this out. Who am I looking for? I'm looking for monster producers. Here's what I say. I, I believe in dominating. Do you believe in dominating? If I could get you a 43% increase in one year, would you take it? Yes or no? Yeah, that's what I'm in the business of doing. Everything else, listen, I don't get out of bed for 5%. I don't get out of bed for 10%. Hell, I don't even brush my teeth for 10%. So, so when you're thinking about this, people have these missing structures. So here's what I found out in decade two. We're building these monster producers, and I begin to find out my first goal was let's go out and get 250 of these people. If you do it right, should your deal be organically growing naturally, yes or no? The energy alone should push it. The energy alone should organically grow it. If you're doing it right, so here's what happened. I was signing up four people a month. Next thing I know, I'm signing up 40 people a month, 50 people a month. Then I'm signing up 30, 40 people a day, 50 people a day that believe the same things because here's what they're doing. They're going out and telling other people, hey, this is what's happening here. And then as I begin to coach these people, I begin to see that they all have missing structures. Now, a missing structure is a void. It is a gap. It is a hole in your business. If you just filled this structure, you would make a lot more money. So I want you to start thinking like this. Your prospect has a missing structure. That's why they need you. You have created a process to solve that problem. If you do it right, should there be a predictable outcome? Yes. And if you do it enough, guess what it breeds? More conviction and more conviction and more conviction because the results are now selling your product. The results that you're getting for people, they're telling other people. So you got to start thinking like this. Well, I found out that every person in the world has these missing structures. And I want you thinking about what your missing structure is today. Number one, most people do not know how to explain their services. Ask them what they do for a living. They start sweating. They look down to the left. We teach people how to explain their services. And we do it by teaching them how to explain what it is they believe first. Here's what we believe. Here's why we believe it. Here's what it is we do. Here's how we do it different than everybody else in the world. Here's everybody we're doing it for. If we could do that for you, just like we've done it for all these other people, what would stop us from getting started with each other? Now, if I said I believe everybody needs a coach in life and I believe you can't see the picture when you're inside the frame and I believe in attracting business versus chasing it, let me get a show of hands of how many people believe the same things I do. Just raise your hand. Now, what's the likelihood that you and I would do business with each other if we believe those same things? Don't tell me what you do. Tell me what you believe. So the first thing I see is that people don't know how to explain their services. Second thing they don't know is they don't have a selling system. How do you get clients? 
How do you get customers? How do you grow your business? Number three, people do not know how to follow up. The follow, purpose of the follow-up is to rekindle the initial attraction that you and I had to each other. It's to bring you to a buying decision. They don't know how to get referrals. They don't know how to extract this. They don't know how to overcome objection. And they don't know how to become people of interest. See, all of these people that you've seen, they're people of interest, which means they're attracting people to them. You would consider them powerful people, yes or no? You know why? Look up the definition of power. It is a means or source for supplying energy. When you get around people that are a means or source for supplying energy, guess what happens? You're attracting them. These are the six big missing structures. So I spent 10 years building these coaching cycle, coaching people to find out, hey, if we could just help you with these areas, would you make more money, yes or no? Yeah, you'd make more money. So when you're thinking about this, then about a year or two ago, I come across this. This is going to change everything for you. This is the law of diffusion and innovation. And this is very critical to your equation. This tells me of all the people that we go out there and we pitch our services to, 2.5% of those people are innovators, which means they only need to see it one time before they take action. Then there's 13.5% of people that are what's called early adopters. In my opinion, they need to see it one to three times before they take action. Then there are 34% of the people that are what's called early majority. They need to see it maybe three to seven times before they take action. Then you got a group called late majority. They need to see it seven to 15 times. Then you got 15% of the population are what's called laggards. Let me substitute another word there, losers. You know why? Because you could move in with these people and they ain't ever going to see it. They don't get it. Now, when I saw this, guess what it changed for me? It changed for me this one thing. Out of every group I coach, every group I speak to, every group I get in front of, this tells me that out of 30 people, for every 30 you pitch, 4.8 of those people are going to be interested immediately. Wouldn't it be nice if the whole world was like that? Then it tells me out of 350 people, 52.8 of those people are going to be interested and, and they're going to be on board. This is what we're looking for, guys. Selling is not looking for everybody. You're only looking for other people that believe the same things you do. 25 years old, I thought I had found the woman I was supposed to marry. You know how you're just supposed to know? I was in love. And I was so in love that I went down to buy an engagement ring for this person. I had to take out a credit card, and I had to spend 5000 bucks to get an engagement ring because I thought I was so in love with the person I was supposed to marry. And I put that engagement ring in a lockbox at the bank. And I said, at the right moment, I'm going to pull this engagement ring out, and I'm going to propose to her. But our relationship began to go down. I began to get scared. I began to operate out of fear. And anytime you play not to lose, it does one thing. It guarantees losing. I began to hold on tight. The, more, the harder I held on, the more I pushed her away. And I remember 
scheduling a meeting with her to have lunch because I'm like, I got to know. I can't not know anymore. And one of her good friends said to me, don't ask the question if you don't want to know the answer. And I went to this meeting with her at lunch, and I stopped by the bank, and I bought that engagement ring. I brought it with me. I, I pulled it out of the bank. I put it in my pocket, and I went to eat lunch, and I sat down with lunch, scared to death. And she looked right across the table from me, and she said, Michael, I love you, but I don't love you enough to marry you. I was devastated. I reached in my pocket, and I pulled out that ring, and I said, let me show you how much I love you. Now, I want you to think about this. She cried. I cried. I went into a deep depression. You got to remember, I was the head coach. I had to be positive every day. I had to pretend. I had to pretend that I was on. I woke up every morning and threw up first thing every morning. I lost 40, 50 pounds. I was sick every day because in some way, I thought I had created this problem. I thought I was being rejected. And so I go through this deep depression, clinical depression, but I'm Mr. Positive. I'm out there in the world. I'm trying to be great. I'm trying to do it. And a person came along in my life, and she became a good friend to me. And one day she said to me, you're looking at this all wrong. You believe you've been rejected. She said, there is no such thing as rejection. She may not want what you have to offer, but lots of people will. And when you understand this concept, she's right. There is no such thing as rejection because some people will want what you have and some won't. So what? That one thing actually turned out to be the biggest lesson of my life because I found the woman I was supposed to marry. Where's she at? Right there she is. And she's a whole lot hotter, too. Isn't that cool? Now, the reason this is important, I'm coming down the home stretch. Can you stay with me for seven or eight more minutes? Yes or no? Yeah. Stay with me. The reason this is important is because for the next 15, 16 years of my life, here's my sales philosophy. Some will want what I've got. Some won't. So what? I'm only looking for people who are looking for me. I'm only looking for people who are looking for me. There is no such thing as rejection. This thing right here just gave me the validation I've been looking for to understand that concept. So then I'm coaching all these people. I'm having a blast because I'm working with people I love working with. They love working with me and I love working with them and we're feeding each other energy. My monster producers, we're feeding each other energy. And I go, hey, why don't we do something? Why don't we take a group of people down to Florida and let's lock everybody up in a house and let's spend three or four days with each other. And you're saying, what's this got to do with the story? Because this is an important piece of this equation. So I rent this house down in Seaside, Florida. I take a group of 20 of my monster producers down to Seaside. I'm thinking it'll be cool. We'll hang out for three or four days. We'll spend time with each other. And the very first night, they all come together. And I come down and I'm watching business happening. Grant talks about this exchange of energy. I'm watching this exchange of energy happening between these people because only the top people go down there. You know why? Because only the top people have the money. 
They got the money. They go down there. They're wanting to exchange energy, and I'm watching deals happen because we're all living in the same house with each other. I was kind of freaked out thinking, man, I don't know if I want to live in the house with all these people. But I got in that house, and I'm, I come down, and they're having breakfast with each other. And they're spending time with each other. And deals were happening with each other. And here's what I learned, because now I'm moving into decade three. Decade one, I learned how to coach. Decade two, I figure out these hard skills, these six things people need, building this coaching program. Decade three, now I'm into leverage. And leverage is like this. Here's what I figure out. When I take these people down to Florida, these thinkers down to Florida, here's what I notice. Here's the big things that I notice. A, they'll pay more money. No matter what you offer today, you could offer 10 times the amount, people would pay it. Yes or no? You're just afraid to offer it. I always say, well, a person can only pay this much, can only pay this much. I'll go down here and I say this. So then I introduce a 25,000 level. I'll coach you for 25,000 bucks. It's only $2,083 a month. And hey, you know what people said at the retreat? Sign me up, sign me up, sign me up. I felt stupid for it taking me 10 years to figure this out. When you put top people together, like what you've seen here over the last three or four days, they think at a higher ordinance than everybody else. They want to create new things. They are dynamic versus static. Think of your life in three states, dynamic, static, entropic. Dynamic, static, entropic. Let me give you another, what's another word for static, by the way? Stuck. Let me give you a great one, complacent which is a gradual settling to a place of mediocrity. Any of you send your kids off to school in the morning and say, hey, I got one thing I want you to do today. I want you to gradually settle to a place of mediocrity. Nobody tells their kids that. My wife puts our daughter in the car. Here's what I say. Baby, today we're going to do what? We're going to do something big. And my daughter looks at me five years old. She said, daddy, we're going to do something big. My daughter's watching at home on a live stream right now. Grant got $500 out of my own daughter. So, so my point is they deal with monster things. Now, how many of you have figured out just by being here that you got to torch and leave some things? To Matt Monero's point, you got to torch and leave some things behind when you go back. How many of y'all figured that out? When you have small think, you take small action. When you hang around small people, you got small think, you take small action. So I'm down in Seaside, I'm figuring this out. Man, there's something big down here. So then I said this, what if we did this? What if I partnered with some people and brought them down to Seaside with me? Like the real Brad Lee. Would y'all come down there with us? And what if I partnered with Matt Monero and we begin doing these sabbaticals down in Florida where you could spend three or four days with us and we could share time with each other? And we could share strategy with each other. And we could exchange energy with each other. What if we went down there? And I'm working on all these big-time people, all the people you see. Let's get down there and let's dig in with each other. Let's go down to Florida and spend some time with each other. Now, here's the leverage. This is one of my final points. The leverage is this. When I built a coaching program with 500 people in it to start, here's what I found out, 528 of the first 350 are the top players. That's where all the money's gonna be made. That's where all the opportunity's gonna come from. That's where everything's gonna happen out of the top 52.8. Now, isn't it interesting that I brought 52.8 people with me to Vegas? It's said over here, right? Now, you know what's gonna happen with these people? They're gonna exchange money energy. They're going to raise capital. They're going to start new businesses. There's going to be joint ventures. 
There's going to be all kinds of business that happens out of those people. How many of you are not going through enough people to find your 52.8? That's the first problem. You're not talking to 30 people to find the 4.8. So the point is, you got to leverage this. Leverage your hard skill from decade one into your hard skill for decade two, into your hard skill for decade three. See, now what I'm doing is raising capital, doing big real estate deals, building, building these greatness factories all over the country. Imagine a place where you could grow, which is a little hub of energy. It's a hub of energy where people come to. It's got a spa. It's got a gym. It's got training facilities. It's got podcast studios. It's a little city of greatness. Guess which kind of people don't come there? Lazy people. No, the lazy people don't wake up and say, I'm going down to the greatness factory today. What it's going to do is it's going to attract more people to us. That's what we're doing today. Now, when you think about this concept, take Monster Producer and just look at this. This is called intentional congruence, where all parts of your life feed all parts of your life. So Monster Producer has now become Monster Couples, Monster Faith, Monster Apprentice, Monster Operations, Monster Real Estate, Mega Monster, the 25K Monster, the Tyrannosaurus Monster. You see, one concept that makes money 10, 12, 15 different ways from one concept. You have one concept in you that can make money 10 or 15 different ways if you just understand this concept of intentional congruence. Now, let me close with saying this. Some of you in this room are tired of playing small. Can I get an amen? Yes. I'm ready to coach you. How could I justify not coming out here today saying I want to be the coach of all 9,000 people in this room? Because I do. I'm ready to help you become a legendary creature. I'm ready to help you fill your missing structures. I'm ready to help you dominate. I'm ready to help you learn how to leverage your skill set into something much bigger. So here's what I'm doing today, 90 days. How many of you could commit to something for 90 days? 90 days. You give me 90 days, and if you're not in a much better state, I'm telling you, you give me 90 days of me coaching you, having conversations with you that you don't want to have, making you do things you don't want to do, helping you become something you didn't think you could become. That's what a good coach will do. So here's what I'm doing today, guys. My goal is to get you a 43% increase. That's my goal for every client I have. You can talk to my clients. You're going to be up. I'm going to be up at exit 211, up, up on the stop at 211. If you want to come up and say hi, take a picture, see me, I want to talk to you. So here's what we're doing today. We're giving you the monster growth system. I'm not selling it to you because I've been coached by Grant. I'm giving it to you. He said, Coach, you got to do a better job of bundling your packages together. You got to do a better job of putting it all into a system. So here's, to, here's today what I'm doing, guys. I'm giving you 90 days of coaching from me to you. 12 touches a month, two booster sessions a week, two strategies to your inbox, private Facebook group, four live coaching sessions every month. And the only person that coaches everybody in my coaching program is me. I coach every person. You don't get Coach Kurt, you get Coach Bert. You know what I'm saying? You get me, baby, all the way through. I'm coaching you. So here's the deal. 
you're sitting out there and you say, I've been looking for a good coach in my life. I want to close by this, man. This is a way for me to coach you and infuse this energy into you to do one thing for you, keep you in a dynamic state. You pull out that app. You can purchase it on the app. We make it easy. You don't have to get up. If you want to come see me at 211, I'll be up there to shake your hand, take a picture because I want to close with this, guys. I want to be your coach. I believe everybody needs a coach in life, and it's a 10X moment, and we're going to become a 10X monster. God bless you. Thank you for having me.